Okay, welcome to Hump Day. Welcome in. It is Wednesday, and you are locked in to RSVP with Jill Monroe here on KBLA Talk 1580. This is the show where we hit all the trending topics and headlines across entertainment, sports, lifestyle, and culture. I, of course, am your host, Jill Monroe. I hope you are having an amazing evening. But now, it's time to get comfortable, relax, get a beverage, you know, chill out because we are going to get into some topics tonight, right? Right. So, before we give you the rundown on all of the things that we're going to get into tonight, first, have you downloaded the app? Make sure you have the app downloaded. You know, you can take us with you on the go. Make sure you are following us on all of our socials, KBLA1580, me personally at Stiletto Jill. If you're into YouTube and you want to get the visual with the voice, hit up the YouTube chat. There is a nice community there. There's lots of conversation that comes up in there. It's definitely something you want to check out to add and enhance your experience. We appreciate that, of course. Now, let's get into what we are going to talk about tonight. Because it's a lot, you know? I mean, it's fall. Football's coming back tomorrow. It's New York Fashion Week about to kick off. Beyonce just did her thing. Of course, I talked about that last night because, yeah. Um, but anyway, this is the rundown. I mentioned Beyonce. Why? Because is it just jokes or does Erica Badu really have some type of beef? Something with Beyonce. We'll get into why and what's going on with that. Speaking of B, Jay-Z's having a fundraiser. And I have to share the details with you and how much it costs to attend this fundraiser. Um, let me let you know. It's a lot. Also, speaking of funds and money, L.A. is planning to join some other cities that are saying no to cashless stores. They're saying that cashless stores might just be, you know, a little racist little um insensitive to some of the communities that they're in so we're going to talk about that we're also going to talk about Tyrese's ex-wife she's taking accountability for something and um seems to be that she's talking about Tyrese but it's an interesting conversation we'll get into that Columbus Short Spoke about his one-sided beef with Denzel Washington. It's pretty interesting. It's pretty unique. And when you hear the details and the follow-up, we're just going to have a conversation like we always do. It's interesting. Also, we're going to talk about Alan Hughes. He is dropping some hints that a certain New York rapper that we referenced earlier that we'll be discussing tonight seems like, seems like this is who he was referencing benefited from the deaths of Biggie Smalls and Tupac. So we'll get into what he had to say and, you know, have a conversation. And then we're going to talk a little relationship stuff because um, Stephen A. Smith has an interesting perspective on relationships and what goes on with his status. And, you know, surprisingly, I may just agree with Stephen A., 
to a degree. We'll talk about that. But before we get into tonight's show, of course, I have to mention that we have in studio with us tonight, as we do every Wednesday night, our Keep It Real friend, Trent Jackson, Trent the Artist. He is in the building. Of course, we're going to have our 2B movie review later and all of that. We're actually going to have a special 2B movie review conversation tonight. So make sure that you are tapped in for that. But we're going to get into a couple of conversation starters, you know, just some things that are bubbling around that um, I think you need to know about. So Sexy Red, she seems to be the new It rapper girl right now. And she has revealed that, you know, she recently released a single with Lotto. Well, she's working on a song with Brent Fayez. So I think that that is going to be an interesting combination I'm not sure what that's going to sound like. You know, they're two styles together. But I'm interested. I'm going to wait and see how it all goes down. So she dropped that on social media. So, you know, I mentioned Erica Badu, right? And so everybody had jokes about the Renaissance Tour, right? And about everyone in their chrome and showing out. But some Beyonce fans, and you know the Beehive is sensitive, thinks that Erica might have a really real beef with B. Because Erica posted to her stories a photo of a man covered head to toe in aluminum foil. And the caption was how most of y'all looked at Beyonce's show. So we know what happened a couple of months ago about the hat and Beyonce showed love. Now, here's why it might be a little sketch. Of course, some Beyonce fan pages noticed it, right? And instead of just saying, you know, it's a joke, it's renaissance, Erica immediately deleted it. And so, of course, they screenshot it and spread it around. So they're wondering, like, is Erica just being funny like everybody else that was talking about the chrome? You know, there were jokes about how everybody was poor when it was first announced that Beyonce's tour was coming. Then all of a sudden, everybody was rich and had Beyonce ticket money, like way more than McDonald's money back in the day. So I don't know. It's just an interesting thing. We'll get into more about some, you know, Jay Beyonce stuff later. But. Well, actually, let's talk about the Jay stuff now. So I mentioned he had a fundraiser, right? He has a fundraiser coming up. It has a movie-inspired theme. It's a select group of A-list people that are going to be coming September 30th for a Casino Royale 007 party. Now, I will give you the details of who, what, when, and why when we come forward. You are locked in to RSVP with Jill Monroe here on KBLA Talk 1580. Hey, keeping you informed, entertained, and always ahead of the curve. Ahead of the curve. Hey. This is RSVP with Jill Monroe on KBLA Talk 1580. 1580. You are locked in to RSVP with Jill Monroe here on KBLA Talk 1580. So... Before we came forward, we were talking about the Jay-Z fundraiser that's set to take place September 30th with A-list celebrities with a Casino Royale 007 theme, right? So this is according to page six. It's going to be a blackjack bash, right? It's going to take place in Atlantic City at the Ocean Casino Resort, and the jackpot is $1 million. So there's a guest list of 300 people, 
And, of course, on the rumored guest list are Beyonce, naturally, Travis Scott, Megan Thee Stallion, Tom Brady, Kim Kardashian, and more. Kevin Hart is going to be the host. And there's going to be 10 to 15 helicopters that are going to fly guests back and forth from New York City to the event. If they're going to take um, get into the blackjack game, it's a $100,000 buy-in. And if you simply just want to attend the event, $50,000. And it's for Reform Alliance, which was founded in January 2019 by rapper Meek. Well, after Meek Mill was sentenced to a maximum of four years behind bars and was eventually released. And it has to do with bail. So um, if you had 100K, would you drop it for charity and go ball out with Jay and Beyonce in Atlantic City to play blackjack? Trent jackson uh hi yes hi. um i would actually go because i love blackjack that's my favorite casino game that's the only one i really know how to play well I'm, i like craps too but um i love blackjack um so i would definitely go if i was you know um in the know and had the money and the access for sure sounds like a fun time i don't know about the helicopters but uh right I that, that feels a little i'm i'm, I'm I'm not. I used to really want to do helicopter. Well, I've been in a helicopter twice, and once was actually in New York. I took a helicopter from New York to Washington D.C. Never again. Petrified. That seems too far. It was, but it was. I'll show you the helicopter. That it was. That seems too far. It wasn't um a normal helicopter. It was a A deluxe model. It was a heavier aircraft. Maybe could have been a government helicopter. <laughs> okay. So, and then I wasn't. Uh, I did a helicopter like over the city of LA um, a couple years ago. Wouldn't do that again. I was actually that was actually a police helicopter. Yeah. Okay. Not in like Is there not, a story? In, not in a bad way, but okay. like a like a ride along type situation. I mean, I know, but there might yeah. still be a story. A ride along could be yeah. exciting. It was cool. It was like, oh, you want to come ride? I was like, are you are you serious? Like ride up in the police chopper? Like, yeah, of course. Like, who do I get clearance from? Let's go. It was it was cool. But not something you do again. Never. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, Jay is having that September thirtieth. Sounds like a key. Yeah, that would be that would be cool. That would be a fun time. It sounds like a fun party. Like and for charity, like that that's you know, it's that's really nothing for the for that crowd. Mm not at all. Yeah. Um so we talked about Diddy last week, we right? Did. Shout out to Sean. And Holmes. so I knew when this came up, we talked about it last night on the show, but I wanted to get your take. Does this make you feel, because this is what you said he needed to do, and a week later, here he is he doing it. He did it. That's because he they listen to what I say and they do it. I'm like the unofficial spokesperson. They listen to me. They take my guidance. Shout out to them checking out RSVP. Yeah, they all, they all but, listen. They all listen. But, so, seriously, He's done that, right? Yeah. His million dollar donation to Jackson Which should have been more. Uh, you can't say what somebody should do. Well, with you their shouldn't. Money. You shouldn't tout around. I'm a billionaire. It screams. Look at me. Look at my money. Pay but attention. He, here's the thing. He's been talking about that, right? Mm. In his keynote at Earn Your Leisure. Um, Invest Fest about two weeks ago, who he also gave a million dollars. You know, they have their financial literacy platform and so forth. He said that the idea of celebrating black billionaires is um, false equivalence, false equivalency, and that it's an illusion. And based on the fact that there's so few 
and it's so hard to get there, you know, he wants to open the door for more and it's a lot of work and there's still a lot of barriers that happen within that and the numbers are still so small within that. So he's saying all the right things. But that still doesn't understand why he's bragging about it. <laughs> you think that that's bragging? It, it, or do you I think mean, it's, it's a conversation? Because here's the thing, right? And, 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 and maybe because, again, Sean Combs is such a polarizing figure. And we we want to um, take him at what he's doing as, you know, as a good, um, nice thing. But we also know this is Puffy that we're talking about. And because we were here for the antics that he's kept up for the last 30 years, we know not to really trust um, you know, Puffy just because he says something. We got to look at it and be like, okay, what's up, Sean? Like, tell me everything I need to know. And we got to go over like that eight times. And then you know, it's, it's a lot with him. So we naturally should have reservations about what he's doing. Because we've been there and we know. Been we know what we're dealing with. I mean, he can't change with time, people. Sure he can. Anyone can. But come on. <laughs> Come on, okay, ye of little faith. I, I love it. I, and it's not little faith. I'm just saying um, if you're going to do this, be more about the action and then talk later. Okay. I mean, but isn't he is being about the action? He just, he's donated I money think he's, to Howard I think, University. I think he's recently. about the action while also telling us what he's doing while he's doing the action. But isn't that, but that is, that's the game, right? Not necessarily. Do it and talk about it later. Have more of an impact and then have people come and tell stories and really vouch for what you're doing so it can like, oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. I, I can see that approach. I can see that. Yeah. But and then that way we trust you more and it's not like this, I'm on a cleanup campaign to right my wrongs from 20 years ago. By, by simultaneously giving back artists their rights and handing out all this money. Here's the thing, though. It looks, it looks and, weird to me. But this is where you and I disagree, too. Like, I, I get this a certain thing. Mm-hmm. It's just that I still say... To a degree, the overarching theme that Puffy is a crook in every way is like then the entire music industry. Did I say he was a crook? No, I didn't say he's a crook. I'm just talking about the general, what people say. Like their issue with him and them saying, you know, he took those people's publishing rights. He did this. and He left total in the projects. Um, You know, and, and I'm not saying that some, but what record label, what job do you have? that once you are out of your contract or moved on is still responsible or concerned for your welfare. Not many. Right? Not Mm -hmm. many. How many are still expected to make sure that you have a basic, a base standard for quality of life? So, I mean, and then on top of that, if every other label operates in the same way, I don't know. Like, is the idea that they might have gotten a better way as far as their music royalties catalog if they were signed to Arista Proper or something like that? I just disagree because I think, one, that was the industry standard. Not saying it wasn't messed up. Not saying that, you know, people didn't deserve more in the way that it's broken out. But also considering that, it's business, and if someone is putting out the money that it takes to break an artist, especially back then when, 
you know, there were less ways. There was more gate kept areas and the independent route was still very, very expensive. I kind of don't know what you're supposed to do. Are they supposed to donate that portion to charity? You know, like just yeah. chalk it to the game. And I agree with all those things. Totally. Um, but there's also something to be said for multiple artists coming out with stories, how they've had bad experiences with him. And, I see both sides of it, but I think I there's I, I think there's also something to the to, to people. I don't think people are just oh come on let's just you know rally up and talk about Sean today and talk about how no, you know I, I mean I don't, I don't think, think any of that is going on. I don't think it's any of that, but I do think that, and I think it's unfortunate for us as a people, and and it's been reoccurring, and it's been not just black people, but I'm focusing on black people because I'm black, and you know, um. That that is as far as the music industry, entertainment in general, because those seem like glamorous jobs in whatever capacity, because they're though they come with a higher profile. People are willing to roll the dice more often than not and say and I'm not saying there's anything wrong with that, because that's how, you know, you move around, you move ahead. Big risk, big reward. But. I don't know. I just think that I don't think that per se he's as dirty as people make him out to be. Exactly. Yeah. I'm but I'm not saying that he's totally clean, clean. or yes. an angel or that uh-huh. everything was do 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 you know, I'm not saying that. Oh, I just think up. that, yeah. you know, I think people underestimate too also what people are told and what people are willing to do in the moment right because at what point is it all right we're doing business right and i'm telling you something right but i'm also saying hey but this is bad for you right where do you weigh in like at what point do you override your own good sense or do i allow myself to say well he said okay does that make you a, a, taking advantage i don't know yeah depends well, on the situation and, right? yeah and we and i wasn't there so right i don't know what the but what i were. what i will say is that um it's 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 a nice feeling and it's it's nice to know that whatever you know happened with shady deals they're they're being made amends now right I mean, time heals all wounds. And as I mentioned last night, you know, I think there's a 35-year cap or something like yes. that as far as ownership. We in year th- we passed the 30-year mark, so yeah. it's time um, and, for and some. That, and that was um, Auntie Anita's gripe a couple, you know, years back. She, it was time for her to get her, you know, mm-hmm. just automatically. And, you know. But it's nice because it's 35 years and it's only 30, so it's like it's early. Yeah, there's a you know there's a little bonus, a little window. Yeah, <laughs> you know that's cool. Some people still aren't happy. Oh, sorry. Can't win them all. Cannot. All right. Speaking of accountability and taking up for some things, you know we've been talking back and forth about Tyrese and his divorce, and we know when Tyrese goes through a ba- breakup, he uses the internet to console himself or to share his experience. He's a water sign, right? No, he's an earth sign. He is a Capricorn. Interesting. He is a Capricorn. So, um, I don't know why I thought he was a Cancer. He it, maybe he has a Cancer moon or something. He um is definitely interesting. A Capricorn. That is very interesting to me because he be going through it on the internet. I bet you he has a water moon. Something because I'd never know a Capricorn to go through it like that on the internet. 
Right. Well. Cry. So, <laughs> what are you trying to do? Like I should not laugh at his pain. Let me stop that. I'm, I'm not mean, laughing at, at it either. Mean. But what like, what more do you want from me? Exactly. <laughs> See, <laughs> thank you, Andy. Exactly. Thank you. Exactly. Got it. How is Andy? I haven't seen Andy all night. Andy's in the building. Yeah, Andy's so, back there. Here's the thing. We know that Tyrese is going through a divorce. He's come out and said that any man that gets with his ex-wife needs to understand what they're in for. And they see how she's treating him and blah, blah, blah. He, you know, it's nasty and it's very public, right? Well, Samantha Lee Gibson, that's his ex-wife. She recently did a live. And so she was talking about mistakes that she's made in past relationships, right? And that she needs to take some accountability. I love accountability. Right. Mm-hmm. She, um, you know, they began dating in 2015, got married two years later, right? And so she had a, I think it was about a four minute live. And she talked about the destruction of their relationship and where she had to take accountability at is because she devalued herself and she operated within the marriage with a sense of fear. She said, I'm looking back on relationships and I see that I was the problem. Why was I the problem, Sam? I was the problem because I didn't see me accurately because I didn't see myself. Well, I didn't see my value. I didn't see who I was. I didn't see those things. I think that I accepted things I shouldn't have for way too long. I allowed people to dictate the terms in which I would accept without really having a great understanding of who I was. And therefore, I stayed in relationships way past their expiration date. So she, you know, didn't say any names or which relationship. But, you know. Seems to be she was pointing to a certain one. She said accepting the bare minimum and not realizing that there's a part of you that feels like you only deserve the bare minimum isn't the best space. And she said, I have been wrong and I have chosen wrong. You know, she said she had a scarcity mindset. That sounds like something we need to get. We should have got Zoe Williams thoughts on this. This is his area of expertise. But what do you think about that? Um, I agree with all of it. Um, I, I, I've been in, in that point before in self-discovery, um, in relationships. Uh, I actually talked about that last season on my podcast, kind of, sort of, in a way. But I, I get it. Um, and it's interesting that, you know, she had to, she did this live. It's like, was it almost like a rebuttal to something? I think, I mean, yeah. A response because, in a way. Like I said, he's been saying that she's a gold digger and that she, um, you know, always said that she was not like the other celebrity wives and she would never do, you know, she was appalled at some of the things and Tyrese was like, and here you are acting just like them. And what I think he doesn't understand, maybe he'll understand now that when you're in a relationship If you repeat the same mistakes and, you know, think that you can treat a person as an object that you can control, they're probably going to wake up and respond in similar fashion. You know, I mean, seems to have happened one time or two times before with them. I don't know. You might want to consider that. 
you know, Tyrese and Miss, what's her name again? The girl? Sam, Samantha. Miss Thing. Uh, everybody just needs to time out off the internet. Really? Just for a couple days. And I mean, this was the opportune time to do it while Mercury is retrograde. Just, just be quiet right now. Don't say nothing because it's not going to make no sense to nobody. Not even you. We're going to make a live and look back at it. I'm like, why did I do that? Well, when we come forward, we'll have more on Sam and Tyree. That's why I've been off the internet all week. We're also going to get into Columbus Short and his one-sided beef with Denzel. You are locked into RSVP with Jill Monroe here on KBLA Talk 1580 News and Sports. Up next. Yep. It's got to be the first Tyrese album when he was in the Lolo Eye. Yep. Shout out to Black Tie. Shout out to you. You were locked into RSVP with Jill Monroe here on KBLA Talk 1580. You know Andy's on point. You just got to give him a little prompt and he takes care of the rest. Andy. Remember, uh, he used to host MTV Jams back in the day? Yes, I do. <laughs> With Ananda Lewis and all them. Mm-hmm. Bill Bellamy him. would sometimes come in and Man, host Bill that. Bill Bellamy was a guy. I missed them days. Man, MTV That's Jams used this, to be uh, the... This, this piercing in the, in the chin. Yep, when he had the chin piercing yeah. and, and he would be on hanging with Mr. Cooper. And that wife beater all the time. That's right. Back of the bus. Yep. The Coca-Cola commercial. Yep. Come on, man, though. Like, that's the thing. I enjoy Tyrese as an artist. Tyrese had some really good R&B, Sweet some bangers. Ladies, like, but some sign. B cuts on those albums, yeah. though. Yeah. I mean, I like them girls. Shout out to Jay Valentine. He wrote that. He had some hits. I mean, wow, but... Tyrese. But, you know, I think, though, and I've had this conversation with some friends, and it's impacted, you know, different ones differently. But I think that becoming a child star, right, 14, 15, 16 years old, sometimes younger, it it can um, impact people differently. You know, their expectations as they move through life, how they kind of see the world interact with them and how they interact with it because having that type of fame or attention at such a young age can at times skew some things, you know? Um, So sometimes I feel like, you know, there might be some of that going on with Black tie. That's what he called himself, not me. Well, and, and then, too, just considering what we know about him growing up in Watts and, and all those things. So just yeah. to come from that and then to be thrusted into a situation. Um, that, With that, so much money, so yeah, young. Yeah, I'm sure that's a lot. Um, so true story, and they've talked about this on the R&B Money podcast. Jay Valentine used to say, because he wrote one of Tyrese's early hits, he said that Tyrese used to call him up and just want him to come over and just come sit with him and hang out because he didn't trust that many people because of the situation that he was in. He didn't really want a lot of people at his house. And so he knew that this guy wrote as well. So he would just like always want him to come and hang out with him. And dude was like, you know, I got stuff to do, but, you know, I come through sometimes. But it's crazy. I feel for Tyrese. And then that makes total sense why he's... um on social media acting crazy maybe <laughs> something but no but it, and it's just it strikes me as odd because i have like, i have friends that call me on the phone and be like you need to delete that last tweet 
or you need to take I that think video down. People tell Tyrese that. I think he just doesn't listen. He doesn't. I mean, I think he's yeah. Like, I don't. I, I don't I'm listen sometimes too. This. But then I have. A, I'm thinking of one of my friends right now. Shout out to my good girlfriend Karen. Well, you met Karen before. She don't play games like that. She will drive to my house and be like, "Give me the phone." Because you well, you tripping you 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 we ain't doing all that right you I work mean, too way too hard for this stop Tyrese playing got to buzz people in so maybe they can't get back in listen pretty brown you BB know I got to get around my house too but still says Tyrese <laughs> should seek therapy focus on his kids and his girlfriend and his career hopefully he'll come to terms with his paying high child support slash alimony I'm just saying. Urban Spinster says, in addition to being an attention-seeking Capricorn, Tyrese has mommy issues and childhood trauma. Can I just say I love the Urban Spinster? And she has really nice nail polish, too. Okay. Look at that personal touch. Well, you know, of course, if you guys are interested, 800-920-1580. We always love to hear your commentary. Feel free to call in and to discuss this or any of the other issues. Now, from... One interesting actor slash, you know, performer to another interesting actor slash performer. It's funny. I was watching Stomp the Yard just the other day. Oh, Stomp the Yard. That's a really. Yeah. This was a good film. It was. It was. So Columbus Short. Uh Oh, (laughs) you know what? Well, what did you think the Stump the Yard reference was? I didn't. I didn't know. There could have been a, a, anybody from Stump the Yard. Like, there could have been a number of people. But mm-hmm. that Columbus Short? Mm-hmm. Columbus Short. I thought that we left him um, in, in Olivia Pope's garage that time, and we haven't looked back. We did not. He's still around. So, Columbus Performing Short. Performing those songs drunk on stage somewhere? Says, meeting Denzel Washington. Oh, my God. Bruised his ego. It would bruise mine, too. To the point... Why would it bruise your ego? You, oh my God, I'm petrified of Denzel Washington. Why? I just am. I don't want to talk about it. Okay. It bruised his ego to the point that he had to name his son after the actor so that he would feel less emasculated. What does that even mean? Well, we're going to listen to the clip and you see if you can figure it out. We, we don't okay so this is what happened when columbus auditioned for the role of henry lowe in um what is it the great debaters um um he said that he had to go through multiple rounds and he had a scene with denzel and there was a room full of studio execs and he said that it just wasn't a good experience for him. And ultimately the role went to Nate Parker. And he said that he felt like Denzel was playing mental warfare with him. I can totally see that. And I, it, I have a response, but go ahead. And that, you know, it's always bothered him. And so, so much so, he finally did a film called Armored with Lawrence Fishburne. And... This whole conversation happened, by the way, on the Moguls in the Making podcast, right? He said that Lawrence Fishburne was a, um, a mentor to him. And that's something that he said that he expected from Denzel. He said instead he suffered a bruised ego and it bled into his, you know, personal life. He said, my son's name is Denzel. Denzel, he kept the little, he kept little inwarding me. He kept making me feel like a little guy. He didn't use guy. I did. Um, He said that 
he kept doing that to me. So finally I was like, boom, I'm just going to truncate the story. But when my son was born, I told my wife, we are naming my son Denzel because now he's my little guy. He didn't say guy. I did. Your thoughts, Trent. Come on. I thought we left Columbus in Olivia Pope's parking lot in Scandal in season six or seven, wherever that was, because. Well, this would predate Scandal. But what in the why? even? OK, here's the thing. What I gather from this whole thing is that Denzel knew that Columbus was not as good as he thought that he was. And Denzel was like, oh, so since you think that you you the man and you think that you all that. Let me throw some stuff at you. And he got broke and he couldn't take it. And now he's pissed about it. That's all that happened. That's all this is. And I think that if Columbus would have went in a little and not as, you know, confident, but not thought that he was good as he thought he was, all this right here, we wouldn't we wouldn't have because he was looking for somebody to baby and coddle and, and hold. And he had this expectation that Denzel was going to provide that. And that wasn't that I could walk into the room and knew Denzel wasn't going to give you all that. <laughs> Mean, come on you you know denzel is come on you you already know he's gonna get you know what he's gonna give you he's giving you training day 24 7 nah oh sure no sure no uh, i'm saying no from personal experience yeah but you know no. you know how i feel i know that how you feel but i'm telling you that that is not the case i don't trust it when we come forward <laughs> we will have more from Trent the Artist, more trending topics, more headlines. Crystal Waite in the chat says, I think that Columbus was lying in that clip. I wouldn't be surprised. But it was certainly interesting. I mean, I don't know if I would admit that out in the open. But anyway, we'll get on to that. More trending topics, more headlines. You are locked into RSVP with Jill Monroe here on KBLA Talk 1580. Child in their relationship and, um, you know, I think it's an amazing thing. Forensic account says sidebar and Russell's auntie is still fine. Who's Russell's auntie? I for, I believe he, um, who's that forensic accountant? He's related to someone that we should know? Or you just saw Let's her find out. and thought she was amazing. So anyway, while Trent is looking into that, you know, it's a lot of commentary going around. We are coming up in just a few short days on the... I want to say 27th anniversary. I don't even know if you should call it an anniversary, but the date when Tupac was shot in Las Vegas. That's this weekend, right? The 8th, yeah, yep. Yeah. And then he passed away on the 13th. Um, so Alan Hughes was recently on Michael Rapaport's podcast. And they had a conversation about a particular MC that is a gazillionaire He's iconic. He's legendary. Not a not a billionaire. A gazillionaire. Okay. Okay. A gazillionaire. That is iconic and legendary. That that particular artist, again, didn't say any names, would not be at the top where he was had it not been for the deaths of Biggie and Tupac. He said, and I quote, when you shoot the two A plus students in the class. The C student starts to rise to the top. He also said that um, 
the unnamed artist that was hails a, that, from, he said the unnamed artist that was a very clear hit like if you were around at the times it was that's why i was like ooh, i got i got that one very loud and clear well, well, well there's more he said the unnamed artist who hails from brooklyn has a tremendous work ethic right and that you would have to be when you're the c student it helped him reach the heights that they ultimately did and he says, and the C student is a working MF. He really got great, by the way. Most Sagittarius is are. Oh, we can have a conversation about that another time. Um, got really great Brooklyn in the house. That Brooklyn work ethic is an MF. You know? Um, so this has been conversation that's come up in time and time again. We realized that um, Jay wasn't who we believe Jay to be. And I do think that the, it, there was a space, there was a void obviously left when those two passed away within six months of each other. But is it fair to say that Jay would not have ascended if it not for them? Because I remember a time when Jay, DMX, and Ja Rule were all on top, talking about being a super group. They all, neither of them were the same. Right. And they all coexisted. There were moments when one was a little ahead of the other, but they were all there. So I don't what are your thoughts on that? I would not necessarily say that. Um, and this is what I like about 90s music and music from, you know, 30 years ago. It was that there was enough room for everybody and everyone stylistically had their own, you know, input and their own sound and their own identifier. So it, there was enough room for everybody essentially. Um, and I think what happened is that when you um, had those, the, those incidents happen, um, there was kind of this a space and it's like, whoever, whoever the best is at this point, it just kind of rises to the top. And we kind of just saw that happen. People rose and other people didn't. Well, I don't think that there, I don't kind of, I don't think it's fair to, to, to make that assessment all the way, but I can see how somebody who was in the mix and on the ground and had a better um, POV than most people could say that. But I don't think that that's all the way um, accurate. Um, I, I just, I think that, um, oh, well, Pretty Brown Mimi has an interesting point because I thought it was interesting that Alan had this conversation with Michael Rappaport because Michael Remy. is somebody who at one point in time people might have invited to the cookout but have since seemed to have changed their I stance. never invited Remy to the cookout when he's always been Remy to me when we come forward we'll get more into Alan Hughes's comments surrounding a Brooklyn gazillionaire legend rapper and his thoughts around that plus of course more trending topics and headlines more from our keep it real friend Trent the artist you are locked into RSVP with Jill Monroe here on KBLA Talk 1580 news and sports is up next